sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour Good the wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich. And uh, I am really looking forward to our conversation today because we have an exceptional artist on the program. Mr. John Gerber is joining us. Uh, John is a well-known and highly respected artist in the community. His work has been shown nationwide. It's on display regularly at the Griffin Gallery in Bloomington, Minnesota. Um, and he just wrapped up uh, an exposition at Le Meridian Chambers, downtown Minneapolis. So, John, welcome to Drink in the Style. Greg, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. I know, really. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. I've actually talked about the show, and when Holly and Kelly were on the program from the Griffin Gallery, the Art Girls, uh, we had talked about it as well, so either your ears were burning, I hope, or you had like a slight unease. I, In my right ear, I felt a slight <laughs> It was either <laughs> I was either listening to you or I have ten- tendonitis or t- tinnitus or whatever. <laughs> All right. We're also being joined. That tendonitis, our... tendonitis in my ears <laughs> yeah. impedes my tennis game. <laughs> the lobs are completely off. There's no there's no sense of the earth rotation. <laughs> All right. So we're also joined by Carl Paltier, who is sitting in for us as our mixologist again this week. Carl, you may remember, as the uh, lead commercial designer at Habitation. Carl, thank you for bailing me out this week. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> He says, as a man who knows he's got a favor in his back pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Mill Valley was kind enough, however, to send over some cocktails that were uh, uh, ready to go. Specifically, Carl, what are you going to be mixing up? So, we are going to be doing Bloody Marys today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Mill Valley's house bloody mix. Um, that they make um, especially um, in-house. And then we have some bell pepper-infused vodka. Wow. Now that's really, really cool. Bell, uh, the infusions with the vodka is all the rage, um, and uh, I fully, totally support it. We had, uh, we had a peppercorn-infused scotch cocktail nice. a few weeks back. John, are you a scotch drinker? I do. I love scotch. Good for you. All right, we're going to have to take you over to Mill Valley and... Uh, and give that a try. Tried some bacon-infused vodka. Done that. What did you think of that? It was all right in the Bloody Mary. Didn't like it Mm. on its own. Kind of salted things up a bit. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, no, I like bacon. I'd say I like bacon as much as the next guy, but it seems the next guy is freaking insane for bacon. (laughs) I I don't get it. I like bacon. I dig swine. And why try to make it any better than it already is? Exactly. Right, and you can't make you can't. it better. You no, know, it's it's absolutely perfect. But just because it's perfect doesn't mean that it has to. Then you know, I don't know when they're coming out with bacon flavor latte season. Ugh. But now that I've said that and I put that on the public record, look for it at Caribou. Bacon cocoa puffs. Bacon cocoa. Oh dear God, <laughs> Carl, can you get us started mixing up Bloody yes. Mary yes. while I still have some ability to swallow it? All um, right. Can we get some mixing music, please, Brett? All right, so taking your glass, you're gonna fill it all the way up with ice. Oh no, actually, <laughs> amateur mixologist, not quite ready. I lied. First, you have to rim the glass with some lemon. Oh, this is a big deal. Okay. So then you can add your celery salt onto the rim. That was Excellent. That was a lot of celery salt. I noticed, though, most people like to drink their Bloody Marys with straws, which makes no sense, because then you're missing the whole rimmed... Well, you know, that's what your tongue's for. Huh. All right. Well, we've got (laughs) to a different area. That (laughs) de-escalated. Oh, we knew when Carl was going to mix for us, it was going to be an interesting afternoon. Mm -hmm. So he's rimming the glasses. Next step is going to be the addition of the ice, correct? Yes. So now that your glass is rimmed, you can add the ice and then, like I said, fill it up all the way to the top. All right. So we're not going to be mixing this then as a uh, stirring or a shaking cocktail. We're making everything... As nope. per Mill Valley, no need to no need to shake um, these celery salts. Um, is for, or I'm sorry, the actual celery is going to be uh, helped to mix up your drink. Oh, sweet! That's see, it's like you know you've got you've got uh, 
straws becoming next to uh, next to uh, 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 toxic. Uh, and <laughs> sorry, we sidestepped while we were trying to move the uh, liquor around. All right, this is going to br- like, great, Brett. I like the straw. I like the the celery instead of a straw thing. Uh, I do too. I'd rather drive my boat through a you know a whole bunch of celery in the lake than a pile of straws. An excellent point. An excellent point. All right, so we've added a shot of the vodka. Yep, about one and a half ounces. And then the rest, you fill up to the top with your bloody mix. And again, this is a proprietary Mill Valley mix. Did they give you any hints? Is it spicy? Is it... No idea. We'll find out. All right. Then you garnish with your olives and your lemon and your piece of celery. And voila. There it is. And we now have a uh, full Bloody Mary. Easy peasy, right? And pretty. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. You know, it's funny. We're talking about bacon being put into everything and added into everything. The Bloody Mary has just gone freaking berserk. I don't know at what point people decided they wanted to put the entire brunch into the Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it must be an American innovation, I suppose, trying to get more efficiency. Yeah, it's called displacement. Liquor displacement. <laughs> Interesting. Put anything cheap into it, and it keeps you having to put anything expensive on top of it. Really? Do you think that is the case? Do you think that's a, a sinister plan by the Bloody Cynical Mary? Cynical plan and sinister. Yeah, Cynical. but I, I think I think there might be something to it. It's for, Mr. and Mrs. T pioneered this in their Bloody Mary mix. What do you think? I I don't know. I I I just had a friend that was in Las Vegas, and he was taking a photo of his Bloody Mary, and it was like. Fried chicken and a donut oh. and shrimp. I mean, just like, I'm like, what, what the hell is that? First of all, you can't even get to the alcohol. You have to eat your way down to the drink. And I want to start with the drink and then maybe eat my way. Yeah, it's like I, ironic. Yeah. Uh, Bloody Mary, it's everything but a Bloody Mary. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's I don't, a salad. It's like, you need a full support. Um, cone support on top of your drink. Just you do. And um, you might as well just go go for the gusto and just puree the whole darn thing together. Make yourself some yeah. kind of oh, brunch bloody slurpee. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know it is, but it's it's the logical next step. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drink it with your eyes closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. And, and the nose plugged yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the uh, the old days when you used to uh, used to lift weights and you'd take that god awful like creatine powder and like you know ground up moose testicle protein shake. It wasn't yeah, that really swamp water green food. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was the worse it tasted, you thought the better it did. I know, I know. I mean, honestly, it was nightmarish. This, however, is not going to be. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. (laughs) This is a good, solid Bloody Mary. Um, We're going to go to break uh, in just a couple of minutes. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, artist John Gerber from uh, uh, John Gerber Studios about his work, the nature of art as a business, and lots of other fun stuff. So stick around. You lady luck But there is room for doubt At times you have A very unladylike way Of running out You're on this date Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Standard Heating knows some things never get old for us Minnesotans. The fall colors, s'mores, and football tailgating. But some things like your furnace do get old, and that can mean higher heating bills. Fortunately, you can save $1,300 on a new high-efficiency furnace from Standard Heating and help cut your heating bills. Learn more about saving $1,300 on your new furnace at standardheatingdeals.com. Don't wait. These savings end October 31st. Standard heating and air conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? 
I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. Gus Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at habitation furnishing and design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. It's the good life. Full of fun seems to be the ideal. Yes, the good life. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and uh, this evening we are enjoying Bloody Marys. It's Sunday, and Sundays were made for Bloody Marys. Uh, we are uh, also joined by Carl Peltier, who's been uh, kind enough to come in and mix the bloodies up, and uh, Minneapolis-based artist John Gerber. John, how's your bloody? It's very fine. It's... Uh... It's as good as I've had. I mean, it's it's uh, not super spicy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm spicy too. You ever add a little sriracha I... to your bloody? No. Really? Oh, yeah. that'll that's that's great to shake Saturday night off. Literally on Sunday, I went out and my friend is a bartender, and I ordered a bloody. And I'm I said, okay, don't make it too spicy, and he must not have heard me. <laughs> he heard I the see, spicy. I see him. Yeah, I see him literally just dousing Tabasco and Sriracha in it and he brings it over and I was like alright fine I'll try to drink it oh, took one sip and I was like dear god so I like chugged a little bit of it and then said hey will you put some more tomato juice you know mix in here it's too spicy again he thought I said it's not spicy enough <laughs> maybe he just didn't like so, it <laughs> and it was April Fool's <laughs> right? so I again watched him dump so much more in there and he brings it over and I go what <laughs> I, I literally said it's too spicy can you add you know whatever and he goes oh I thought you said he wanted it more spicy sorry and then he walks away and I was like I, I couldn't and just left it, it? Yep. seriously he's like yep sorry oh my he god did, did you did, say who this what did, restaurant this was at the beginning of the story no, I didn't Good, he did cause... bring me a, a full <laughs> beer to chase with it which I ended up drinking and then somebody else drank the bloody because I just couldn't do it which wow. is nice yeah that's that. yeah they can be too spicy for sure yeah. especially yeah. in the morning when it's like I don't have really anything in my stomach yeah it's like, nah, it's basically yeah. an acid production exactly. uh, yeah. facility it's a good Vegas staple in the morning it's yeah. very true very, I mean Bloody Marys are great and I love the Bloody Maria which is uh, which is with tequila instead of vodka ah, which is a yeah. really nice way to shake it up the problem is I've also heard people call it a Bloody Bull because if you call it a Bloody Maria people or servers might just think that you're trying to be cute and uh, and bring you a Bloody Mary or all oh, right you. yeah or in my case given that I'm Italian I could be mistaken for someone who is Hispanic and possibly deported <laughs> oh. Yeah, all right. I went there. Uh, yeah. Great. So, John, we're going to throw this right over to you at this point. Uh, <laughs> I know you like to let your, your work speak for itself, but how do you describe the work that you do? Uh, without having anyone looking directly at what I'm speaking of, I'd have to say it's, uh, I'd call it neo-cubist. 
Mm, okay. I'd say uh, kind of a twist on the on the uh, on the Cubist, the you know Brock and Picasso, and okay. Um, that that pertains mostly to my figurative work. Um, sometimes people that look at my work kind of uh, wonder if it's all by the same person because I do kind of have several styles, but they 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 do cross over somewhat. The beauty of multiple personalities, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, your stuff is great. And I should mention, by the way, uh, before we even get started, uh, folks may want to take a quick look at some of your uh, some of your work while we're discussing it. What is your website address? It is my name. It's www.johngerber.com. J-O-H-N Gerber, G-R-B-E-R dot com. Correct. All right. Yeah, and there's a lot of work on there. So uh, I thought it was yeah. .net. Do you have both of them? Did you secure I do. Both? I have them both. Ah, uh, good for you. Yeah. Well played. It was well. It was badly played by John Gerber, while I only had .net. Right. <laughs> I was. I, I thought I'd never get it, and then one day it was available, and I and the guy had, I checked it was two days after some photographer in Kansas City lost it. And You're kidding. So there's a really angry John Gerber out there who's gunning for John <clears throat> Gerber. Could be. Wow. I know. I have an idea of who the suspect is going to be in the John Gerber murder case. <laughs> Domain wars. <laughs> On discovery. So the Neo-Cubist, it is absolutely... Uh, uh, it's really cool uh, pieces, and I know you do it sometimes on, on different colored backgrounds overall. And, uh, again, I, I'd love to have people come out and, and take a look at it online or uh, over at, at Griffin. Um, so Don't forget the piece at the shop, too. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You're right. I'm an idiot. Thank you, Carl. Once again, to the rescue. Mm -hmm. We actually have uh, uh, one piece from John as, uh, as an example at the Habitation Showroom in St. Louis Park for as long as he is kind enough to let us keep it there or it sells. And, of course, it is original art, one of a kind, so it could. All right, question. Um, so you, you started in the advertising business before you basically became full-time artist is that a common path is that i something artists generally do these days you know i think it was more common um uh back when i started because uh, there's more commercial illustration being done mm -hmm. and uh i was I, I worked at a big ad agency in downtown and i did some of the illustration for the ads and that kind of thing and i did layout and design um and then afterwards when i went freelance for 20 years, I did a lot of illustration, did some covers for Minneapolis-St. Paul, did a lot of editorial illustration. Okay. And during all that time, I still like to, I still like to do fine art. Mm -hmm. So to this day, I still supplement, or I shouldn't say supplement, but I, I, keep, I keep some advertising graphic design going because they kind of inform each other. Because being a starving artist isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's nice to pay the bills. It is. It is. <laughs> no, actually, I really, I really do do it just because I, I really like... I really like both things. You know, it's sort of it's it's sort of using not both wanting, halves of your brain. To choose. To, yeah. More of a of a commercial and more of artistic. It's actually a great strategy. Yeah, I'd kind of look at it like a carpenter and a furniture builder. Maybe it's like why 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 choose? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, that makes all the sense in the world. Okay, so you got me on that. That makes all the sense in the world. I have a completely random question for you before we go to break here too. It's not random, but it's just kind of out there. All right. My wife came up with this question okay. that she wanted me to ask you. She pointed out, you know, writers. I mean, artists get asked all the time about their about their inspiration. And it occurred to us that, you know, a writer will pop up, their eyes pop open at 3 a.m. and they got to write down an idea and try to hold that. Does that happen with artists as well? Do you, like, wake up at 3 a.m. and, like, do some kind of pencil sketch that has to come out? No. I don't really. Um, I I do. I do sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and and get creative ideas, but a lot of them are more are more uh, process based. Okay. Like, what can I do to do, make something more interesting? Because a lot of my subject matter and my and my style is is that's kind of the easier part for me. Okay. Making it unique and lovely and and tasty is the hardest part. So sometimes those are the things. It's like, oh man, I could you know some, I could do something with wax and, a, and some other material that I like to use and get some kind of interaction that... Because uh, you have done some multimedia stuff that's that's really cool. So yeah. you don't come out, it's not a burst of creativity, this is what I envision. Your work generally kind of evolves on on a canvas. Definitely. it's It really is kind of therapy session for me. I mean, it's not always the most efficient way because I, I, I tend to 
make a lot of mistakes that way, but that's sort of what art is. But there's by the time one gets to the gallery, there's a, there's usually a few rejects because I don't I don't always spend a ton of prep time on it. Okay. Um, I do a lot of thinking on it, but I don't like what some artists do. They'll do really careful sketches on you know how to do, and then yeah. and then they just transfer it. You put it in and kind of grow it and develop it. Absolutely. Oh, that's really cool. See, that's a great thing to know. That is fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking more with John Gerber about art and business. Stick with us. In other words, baby, kiss me. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. As we head into fall, get your vehicle service done at Rudy Luther Toyota. Regardless of where you've purchased your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is your number one destination for auto service and repair. Routine maintenance or a larger repair, easily schedule your appointment on their website, RudyLutherToyota.com. That's RudyLutherToyota.com. They're fast, courteous, and they get the job done right. And considering my schedule, I trust them. Get your vehicle ready for the cooler weather with a trip to Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about designer rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then, swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight will be clear with a low around 34. Tomorrow is sunny with a high near 57. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 46. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 50. And Thursday, mostly cloudy with a high near 50. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Milda's Cafe for home-cooked breakfast and lunch and authentic finished pastries on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Come visit them at 1720 Glenwood Avenue in Minneapolis. More details at eatlocalminnesota.com. This is my kind of town, Chicago is my kind of town, Chicago. Welcome back 
to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park on Excelsior Boulevard, as well as Designer Rehab opening in early November in St. Louis Park and currently hosting a limited-time-only sale in Stillwater. Check out designerrehab.com for details. It is uh, a location that's only open for the next two weekends while we wait to open the permanent spot on the west side. We're talking this afternoon, this evening, with uh, John Gerber, uh, artist and definitely not starving artist. No offense, you're svelte, but doing well, right? <laughs> Things are going great. I'm so world. happy yeah, to hear it. Yeah, in a town that's not always... Not always great for art. Really, you don't think Minneapolis is a is a big art town? Think it's better for uh, artists than uh, it's a good it's a good uh, cult, culture and and environment to do art. But I don't think that it's as rich in art buyers as it could be. Interesting. I think a lot of people still go out of town to buy art. Head to the coasts or the coast, head to Santa Fe, Chicago. Some they just don't. I don't know. Sometimes they just don't want to buy close to home. Fair enough. Um, and but I think it's a... improving. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm fortunate, but I do I do see you know there's still a lot of duck art on the wall. <laughs> there is, and you know I mean those people aren't going to go to Chicago either for their duck art. But I mean the, there's there's a for for modern art. Um, it's a it's an interesting. Uh, area. Well, art is, I mean, art is hard in a lot of different ways. I mean, first, your art, fine art, or just, you know, creative art of, of one kind or another, is so subjective. And we don't live in a society right now that really values creativity, that values going out and, and you know, uh, making a statement. We're more conformist at this point, right? Do you agree? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we're mass produced. Yeah. I mean, you can get a pretty, pretty nice Pretty nice looking piece of art at the at uh, you know home furniture. Oh, absolutely! And it might be good enough for you, but it, I don't know that it really does the same thing as uh, you know going to an original performance or you know having a chef made food or something like that. I think it I think it's a part of the experience to buy original. It's a way to I mean we've you know we've talked about furniture being kind of mass market mass produced overall. Art has come into you know into that phase as well, and it is again you can you'll get immediate validation if you have you know a mainstream mass produced picture for lack of a better term on your wall something that I don't know if it were like you know 1995 nobody would question your taste if you had Ansel Adams pictures on the wall but you put an original piece of art. And you are really kind of sticking your neck out to a certain extent. You're saying that maybe you're also even kind of opening yourself up a little bit to the sense of this is what I think, this is what I'm about. It's a window to the soul. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. I think it is art is risky to yeah. to you know. I mean, home decor. I mean, and it, some uh, you know some furniture is is art. Mm -hmm. It's people, absolutely true. People people pay more to collect it and to experience it. Yeah. You know, somewhere down the road they might make money on it, maybe not, but that sometimes doesn't matter. It's it's pretty complicated formula. Yeah. Well, I mean it's I mean it's art. It's it's, it's the pure essence of subjectivity. It, it is. is absolutely you cannot quantify and measure and gauge it. So it becomes a risk, without a doubt. Now we did have talked though a little bit about uh, buyers in Minneapolis and some of the younger folks who are starting to come in and um, and you know purchase fine art. You know, it's in an age where uh, they say millennials. Oh, those millennials! The millennials are uh, kind of looking for experiential purchases more than hard goods purchases, which is bad in my case for furniture. Yeah. But for you, for art, it can be almost these these younger people having an experience by buying your work, correct? I think so. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of anecdotal, but I think that um, a lot of the younger condo buyers and that kind of thing just aren't interested in, in in cars the same way they were, or they don't have a car. They're mm -hmm. you know they're emulating some of the bigger cities, so some of their disposable income is going to something that they find really special and unique. And there's nothing more. I mean, literally, it is it is someone creating something that is new, that is of an in and of itself, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah. So what do you see, so in, in the sense, from a grander scale, from a philosophical scale, what do you see as the role of artists in modern society? You know, I think it's sort of, it's sort of uh, changing. Uh, you know, historically, they were sort of the documenters of the times, and I think, I think we still do that, but with social media documenting exact words and documenting photo photography and all that it's sort of changed what it's becoming mm -hmm. um i think you know abstract art the whole onset of that i think had a lot to do with with photography there there just needed to be something new a new expression and i think uh now it's if you can find anything that no one's done it, it it's that's the most important thing these days <laughs> If such a thing is even possible, but I guess to a certain extent it, it is. But I mean, it's like, you know, as, as as they've said, you know, everything that can be said has been said. And that was said 2,000, 3,000 years ago. I mean, it's it's crazy. So to kind of come up with something new and, and absolutely, you know, off the wall, I mean, do you think it's even really conceivably possible to have pure new form of, of abstract art? I think that's uh, it, you're familiar with the with the Banksy story yeah. from a couple of weeks ago. The shredded. I think that uh, was. I picture. think that's probably a pretty good example of what we're talking about. Interesting. It so was, art is a combination of action and pieces. Well, the the sale of it became performance art, and the item uh. was visual art, and the artist is a graffiti artist. So I felt like it was it was it was just this multi level thing that really hadn't been done before and. It was. I thought it was. I thought it was great. That is really an interesting way of looking at it. If if anybody out there doesn't, I mean, I'm sure there are many people out there who don't know because you know, it's it's the age of Trump and <laughs> it's all we ever hear about. Um, but Banksy, a, a London artist, a graffiti artist who is anonymous um, and is well known for doing various types of air quotes pranks, but just creative items. Um, sold a picture that he had done. It's iconic of a little girl with a heart balloon that's floating away. It's just this profile thing. It's very stark. It's very clean. It's gorgeous. And as soon as the auction ended and the sale of the gavel came down at $1.4 million, mm -hmm. somehow a shredder hidden in the frame went off and he shredded the picture. I mean, that is... And now they're saying, actually, interestingly, that it is going to be worth more than it was before it got shredded because of the performance aspect of it. And I don't doubt it. I, you know, I, I didn't really see the, the follow-up on it. The, the pictures of this, of this art coming out of the shredder, it stops, so the, the art is still visual, visible as a piece. Mm -hmm. It's just hanging shredded i don't think it fell out of the bottom so i think it still works as art oh, I, I don't think it yeah. fell into a garbage can underneath i think i think that's the case but I, I'm, I'm not certain yet but um i i definitely believe it's worth a lot more everyone knows about it yeah no that's very true i it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and do you think he's making a statement i mean we don't know has he sent any statements through this is this is a, a, a rebuking of our mass or is it just i'm gonna do whatever the heck i want uh, I think it's kind of in keeping with his with 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 the art style in general. It's got a little bit of a sense of humor. It's a little mysterious. You're expecting something different, mm -hmm. and I think that's as that's as valid as as making political statements or or some of the other things that artists artists do. So and to bring I it think, back to the role of artists in society, then as yeah. we're saying, so you're you're viewing it as pushing the ball pushing the 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 ball forward a little bit, challenging, questioning. I, yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that if you can, you know, if you can use a sense of humor or make a different statement, do something that's unusual, um, whatever it is, I think that art can be many different things, and obviously it's worth what someone will pay for it. I can't. I mean, I, I can make judgments on, you know, what I think would be valuable money wise or not, but I don't know that that really matters. It's the person that pulls out their checkbook that makes the difference. This is true. And you, actually, that's an interesting area to go into as well. So having worked in uh, advertising, marketing, you've got a business sense to you as well. You're not the quintessential artist, you know, who, you know, who doesn't understand that, you know, the reason so many artists are starving artists because they don't know how not to starve. They just know how to create art. <laughs> what about art and business? I mean, how do you find those two blend in? And what are the nuts and bolts of how you go about making a living in the in the art world these days? Uh, I think it's a lot like writers. 
you have to do it every day. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think that... Um, do you go by like square inches? I must paint 30 square inches today. Oh, I don't have nearly that much. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that, that, uh, in a line, but, uh, but I do something creative uh, always every day. And it, and it, it does come easier after, after a time that you just expect it from yourself and you get used to it and you just, and you do it. Um, but as far as business goes, it's, it is, it's a huge part because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of funny things that go on with the with how you have to charge for your work, you know, and where you can display it. There's a lot of territorial issues with with um, how your art is repped around a town, that kind of thing. So there's a lot to keep track of, but it, but I like that part. I, I you know I'm a pretty social guy, so I like to I like to meet up with people and and uh, work and a, those things out. And a solid drinker with solid uh, opinions on Bloody Marys, which is. Outstanding. That's Salute. another reason to be an artist, that no one cares if you drink or swear while you're working. <laughs> or furniture salesman. It's hard to say. Um, <laughs> so uh, so you, you are headquartered, by the way, and you've always been from Minneapolis, right? Or did you relocate here? Uh, nope. I have uh, I was born in Minneapolis, yep. And then, uh, yeah. And then you went to the here. University of uh, Duluth? Yeah, I went to Duluth. Yeah, and you had a fine arts degree there, correct? Yeah, we had a great group of artists up there. Actually, when I was up there, it was a lot of fun. Really? Yeah, and we went to we went to uh, it was great. My senior year, we went to the art art expo in Chicago, and that was like when uh, when Keith Haring and Basquiat and those guys all had their stuff. And you know, I mean, okay. it was probably two thousand dollars for your million dollar painting. That was pretty great because I I loved it. I loved it then, and and of course, you know, senior in college didn't have two thousand dollars to buy a piece of art. But oh dear God, in a good right. mood to mortgage my life for it. So uh, yeah, so the, the moral of the story is befriend a student from <laughs> University of Minnesota in Duluth in case you get the once in a lifetime art purchasing option. Speaking of which, did you see the Banksy uh, once? Uh, did you see that? It was a YouTube video, and he was selling his art on the street in New York. Mm -hmm. I found that fascinating. And the fascinating thing about it was that people, when they went up to, to buy the pieces, almost to a person, would like make excuses for why they're buying these pieces. Well, I just need something for my bathroom wall, yeah. things like that. And I think that's reflective of the fact that they don't want to stick their neck out and say, oh, this is really good. Right. They're just downplaying it. Do you agree? I, I think so. I think a lot of people do do purchase that way. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We're going to take another quick break, but uh, when we come back, we will continue our conversation with John Gerber about art, and uh, I just like talking about art. We're sticking with that. With all of its class I like a martini And bird on the glass I'm gonna start living You wait and see Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. 
With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists. Warner Stellion. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Drinking again and thinking of when, when you loved me. I'm having a few. How do, how do you break in to that? I mean, that is just beautiful Sinatra, right? I mean,. It's shameful that I have to subject the listening public to my voice coming and knocking drinking again off the uh, off the radio. Anyone who doesn't like Sinatra should hear that and then try and say that they don't like Sinatra. Right? Exactly. And if they still don't, they need to be shipped off to a gulag in North Dakota because something is clearly wrong and it's just a matter of time before they go on a killing spree. They how do you to, dislike they Sinatra, to... though, is my question. I mean, I can get it if it's not your taste, but how do you, like, literally... Just say, oh, I hate him. I hate his music. I've heard it. I've heard people say that. I remember my brother once. We were at his wedding, and we were driving around in a limo, and he was with uh, uh, his soon-to-be brother-in-law, and Sinatra came on the radio, and he said, I quote more or less, I don't understand how anybody likes Frank Sinatra. It's just an old man talking. And I looked at him. I said, you have no soul. No soul whatsoever. I mean, I knew it beforehand. Sorry, Jeff. You're top notch. Love you, brother. Um, all right. So <laughs> we're in our final segment of Drink in the Style. All of our tracks, by the way, are uh, off of a single aggregation album called Nothing But the Best by uh, a collection of, of some of Sinatra's best albums, or best tracks, rather. So go out there and, and pick that up if you're interested. Um, okay. We uh, would normally be moving into uh, our Habitation audio log. This would be installment 15, even though I've done like 25 shows. I guess I waited. I tend to procrastinate. And uh, speaking of procrastination, I didn't create a Habitation audio log for this week. Sincere apologies, Brett. I know that you like to uh, fill up the airwaves with stories of my trials and tribulations. That's really good. I, I've enjoyed the Habitation audio log. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, but I guess we're not having one this time. Try week. living it. <laughs> and the idiolog. I, I actually, yeah. <laughs> the habitation. Either Enjoyed way. might not be the right term, but I mean, it's... Well, small business is hard. You've had your fair share of issues with different entities, I shall say. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was down at Summit Movers, which is the third-party moving company we used in warehousing and storage, and uh, this morning, and I mentioned that uh, I was going to be heading over to do the show. <laughs> and the one warehouse guy goes, what city are you going to be ripping on this week? <laughs> Oh, you're a listener. <laughs> no, this week I'm ripping on Summit Movers. Oh, you yeah. need to pick on a... <laughs> that would have been the best answer ever. You need to pick on a town you, that has a population of, like, no one. Just say. You're right. Yeah, there's, like, two people in it. Just rip on it. 
You're abs- that's a, I'm going to need something to fill the void. Yeah. I really will. No, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, there's only one town I rip on, and uh, we're letting that slide because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a nightmare. Um, that was Habitation Audio Log number 15. I do, however, want to throw in a quick plug for any listeners out there uh, and let you guys know that there are still two weekends left in the Habitation East Side Designer Rehab pop-up sale. Um, for those who might not know, which is many, I'm sure, uh, we rented temporary space in the old McCormick Furniture Store uh, outside of Stillwater um, just because we had a huge amount of uh, uh, inventory that we wanted to liquidate before we opened up the full designer rehab on the west side. So anyone looking for deals this weekend or next can head down to... um, Highway 36, the old McCormick Furniture Store. I don't remember the address. And uh, you can find some really awesome stuff. I actually just saw a bunch of Habitation merchandise that I absolutely loved. And I had to stop myself from just taking it home because it's so cool. (laughs) But I yelled at by the Habitation designers (laughs) if I screw with the creation of my house. It's not mine anymore. (laughs) All right, John, welcome back. Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, the show at the Meridian. Um, we had Matthew Gelbis read, and we've had uh, uh, the art gals on, and and so on. And we've talked about the show. Yeah. How did that? First of all, from a business perspective, again, so you set up shop in for a limited time the main floor space at the Meridian downtown, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, they've got a a series called. Um unlocking art series at, in that space mm-hmm. and uh, and Holly and Kelly the art girls and I'm sure everybody who can't love those two oh, they're great uh, they met up with Matthew and uh, and and he said you know do you have an artist that would do well in this space and they and they uh, they brought it to me and I absolutely jumped at the chance it's, it's the space is second to none it's it, it's, it's like, incredible it's right on on Hennepin uh, huge glass windows it was just the perfect place. Yeah. So how many pieces, I meant to count when I was down there, how many pieces did you wind up bringing into that space? 44. And some of them were pretty big. Yeah, yeah seriously. It's, it, it's, like a, it's like a room at, at, uh, at the Institute of Arts. I mean, the high ceilings, the white walls, it's just your, it's your classic, beautiful urban art space. I, I was thrilled. It, it it really was absolutely cool, and it had the bar and art. It, was, it got cooler as the night went on. It's amazing. I don't know about those pictures you make that swirl, and uh, why yeah. you made two of every piece is kind of strange, but uh, it was impressive. So how long did it run down there? Uh, we opened on July 9th, and it went through September. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was July, a good August, September. Yeah. yeah, it was three months almost. And he's moved through it. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask how many pieces you sold? Is that inappropriate? We sold half the show. Did you really? That is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I think if, there's a couple commissions involved, but uh, including those, it was over half. But yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that's yeah. really, They said really it was great. the best. They said it was the most successful show they've had there. Wow. That felt I, good. You know what? I, I, I want to say it's because the best artist, but I... May have more artists on or doing shows there. And I've already made enough enemies at this point. Just say so far. So far. Oh, but then the last artist wouldn't like that. I don't Yeah, I'm there's no good yeah. way out of that. No, it was it was it was great. And you know, I mean all art's different. And the uh Mary Solberg who's going in there next. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. She does almost Russian icona iconography type of, yeah. of, of work, right? Yeah, it's great. And and her opening's on Friday night, so I'll put a plug out for it. Uh, at the Lemurian. Oh, yeah. seriously? And yeah. we absolutely should. Oh, then I should maybe have her on the show, too. Maybe it could be a whole Meridian rotation art thing. I think you should. Yeah. You want the yeah. show? You got to do the show. And she's got, I mean, some of her stuff has got such a great tongue-in-cheek sense of humor to it, too, and on top of how good it is. so Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't generally like artists. <laughs> I can barely stand myself. I'm about 40 years old. I've had all I can take of me, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> no, that's uh, congratulations yeah. on a very successful show. I think that's, Thank you. that's awesome. You've done well. I mean, you've done beautifully. So we should, we should give something to the younger generation. We should take the show into that segment. What advice, John Gerber, would you have for a young aspiring artist? Uh, I would say to, to work hard on, just work every day like, like you mean it, 
But you are such a Scandinavian artist. We <laughs> it's, it's hard work. Nothing is easy. Uh, you just stare at your canvas till blood pours out of your forehead. Um, That's art. And use it for the red. Um, but but uh, you know, I mean, it, but pay attention to the business side and don't. I mean, I. For me, it's work not to be super eccentric. I it, I like I love eccentric artists, but I don't know that it really does you a lot of good mm. when you're when you're working your way through the business. Mm -hmm. I think you got to be able to sit down and and be a professional. And if you can be both, great. I find that hard. I mean, I, you know, seriously. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I can I can be you know. In, so you got to rein it in. Idiot, is what you but I can't. I'm not very good at being eccentric. Really? You know, yeah. you know, uh, uh, an artist, uh, Bob Hest. I do know. Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love good. his work. Bob's a great guy. He's a, an excellent guy. And he once said, I think, just one of the best bits of advice ever, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so Bob, if you know, as you know, tends to dress. He looks like he's summering in New Hampshire mm -hmm. much at the time. And, you know, he's got a very elite look, the clear glasses, professorial things. Yeah. And, uh, and he's an artist, you know, but you wouldn't necessarily know it. You would think he was a businessman with a creative edge overall mm -hmm. and he he said to me at one point he goes greg he goes you can think pretty much anything you want especially if you always dress like an east coast republican <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good it's like his armor it is it is it's his way of i think infiltrating the system and and working against it from within he's like the alter scotty seekins the all I don't know Scotty Seekins. You've uh, spend much time downtown. Mm, little bit, but I'm a white outfit. Oh, that really black white. Yes, yeah. oh, Scotty's funny. an artist, and he's a, he's a really good guy. Oh, that's but, interesting. But that's yes, sort of I... that's sort of almost the opposite. It, he and Scotty's a really pretty down to earth guy. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's oh, it's funny. It's he's true. Art, very art. You know. You know. It's art, right well, there. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, Bob was a businessman as well. Uh, yeah. He he used to have a production uh, uh, company and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, well done. All right, we're gonna drink the last of our bloody mirror. We're gonna right. raise that to, to Bob Hess. All right, Bob, if you're listening. Bob, nice job. I like your stuff. <laughs> oh, that terrible sound of the drainage. That should be the uh, that should be the key when. Uh, when the, the the time is out, just an empty <laughs> straw sucking. It's noise. a sound mark. It's the sound mark. Yeah. All right. We have a minute left, though, which is traditionally our chance for you to ask me a question. So, John Gerber, what question do you have for me? Oh, man. What's next for you if you if you decide to do something else besides <laughs> what you're doing? Beating my head against a wall, against all odds. <laughs> Put bandages on. Angry municipal bureaucrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you, would, I mean... Do you, would you want to do something like this full time, or, or on the you, radio, or is, is furniture and habitation interior design your your whole? You're gonna, I'm going to set up a showroom with a glass booth in the middle where I'm just going to sit there and just talk endlessly and broadcast it out. Uh, if you want furniture, you have to listen to Gregory Rich. I like the mixed concept idea. <laughs> All right. It's like coffee shop and... Thank you. That, that brings us right to the end of our program. We have drunk our way through another Sunday. Artist John Gerber, thank you so much for being on the program. This has been a delight. Will you come back again? Anytime. Thank you so much. Awesome, man. This has been Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Catch us online or join us again next Sunday. La, 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 la.